0: All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining today.
1: I am Chris Birch. And I'm Anson Tebow. And today we are learning about Rahab. So Anson, who was Rahab?
0: Rahab. She is a woman who lived in Jericho um, and was a prostitute who lived in Jericho.
1: Okay, so we learned about her a tiny bit last week cuz we did study the character of Joshua.
0: Yes. So, Joshua like was the one who took over the city of Jericho.
1: Oh, okay, yep.
0: Um and and Rahab is like really well known in in scripture and it's really unique because she's one of the only couple women who make it into the uh the lineage of Jesus yes. in Matthew 1. Yep. And but she's also one of the people that you'd be like why how did she get used in in this? Because she was living in a a non Christian, non Israelite nation. Yep, um, she was a part of that nation. She was a prostitute. Like she she had she was so far removed from what was going on in Israel that you'd be like, how how did this happen? Yet, yeah. I think the way that God uses her and works in and through her story is really really powerful and shows that that God takes and uses people who have no business being used right? and uses them so powerfully and and shows the the goodness and the grace um, of God. But we reach and and we hear about Rahab. I think it's Joshua 6. Um, I think it's 4 through 6 or 6 through 8. Um, I can't remember exactly, but we hear about her. And and she's most known for, for hiding the spies that Joshua sent into Jericho. Um, and the way she did this is actually kind of, kind of fascinating. So like the spies come in and she's like, okay, I know who you guys are. I'll hide you. She sends them up to the roof and she hides them in and amongst these like wheat stalks, these flax stalks who are like these tall things. So they're just hidden in amongst them. And at that time of year in, in that culture, in that climate, it would be normal because these things would be drying out on the roof. So she's just like, go hide hide in there so then these the king finds out and is like hey there's these spies from the israelites um go check out they're at rahab's house so they come to rahab's house and rahab doesn't initially lie she's like no they were here but then she sends them like this wild goose chase to go be like hey but they just left go find them here go chase after them here and i don't know what movie it makes me think of but it just makes me think of those movies where like someone comes in and tries to deceive the people and it also makes me think that these spies are like Or these people from the king are pretty dumb right like if the person's like no they left yeah no like go check the house yeah no maybe they did and they found that they weren't in the flax stocks but i think it was a little bit of a a poor judgment on on the people coming and checking the house but that also may be god being like no don't come in the house giving them a low iq yeah i was thinking more of just like making them not think about it but i guess that'd be giving him a low iq um but so she sends him away um, and then she goes to the spies and speaks to them. And that's where you find the really interesting part is you see that Rahab, from what she has heard about the Israelites, has this profound faith. Like she's heard about how the Israelites have beaten the Egyptians in the Red Sea and how they defeated the Amorites and, and how um, fear had entered the land among them because of what they were doing. Yep. And this is all because of the way that God is working in and through them. So like those in Jericho like almost knew that they were going to be conquered. Um, and, and, but possibly the most astonishing statement that she says, and it's astonishing for a reason, but she says, for the Lord, your God, he is God in the heavens above and on the earth beneath. We talked a little bit on Wednesday that she's the first Gentile person we know that has faith. And it's fascinating hearing her say that because she wasn't a part of the Israelites. She wasn't a part of their leaving of Egypt. She wasn't a part of their being enslaved. She wasn't a part of that. So how is she hearing? She's literally hearing about God through what God is doing in and through the army, in and through um, the people of, of God um, as they're taking over these different places, Um so it's a really unique thing, but then you also see how God uses her and works through her faith to say, Hey, I will save these people. I'm going to protect the spies. I will, I will keep them safe. Um, and, and then you see how she continues to get used. So then the spies, they're on the roof. The, the people who are pursuing the spies go away. They go searching in the magical land that Rahab sent them to, um, And then so she she talks to them. She uses her knowledge and awareness to lowers the spies and tells the spies to go spend three days in the hills before they return to their their land. But she said in return, she asked that her family would be spared. Um, And then the spies are like, leave a scarlet cord in your window and we'll spare. And then we have the, that famous story that we talked a little bit about last week of them walking around the city, the Joshua leading the army walking around the city seven times, that Veggie Tales song, um, and and the walls of Jericho falling down. Um, but then you see also that they come to Rahab's house, who has a scarlet cord, and they spare her entire her entire family. Um, and then you continue to see, not very much in a sense of her, she doesn't get talked about a ton, but you continue to see how God works in and through her um, because uh, someone who's a prostitute, who is not a part of the Israelite nation comes. Um, he mar- She marries someone named Salmon. I think that's a fantastic name. And their son, Tuna. <laughs> Um, and then, but they have the kid Boaz, which if you read the book of, of Ruth, you have Boaz, who's this redeemer who comes to, to sort of comes alongside Ruth and marries Ruth. And, and then you see Boaz is in the line of, uh, um, of Jesus and the lineage of Jesus. So what we've seen all throughout this with God journey is how these like little, little glimpses of people's faith. Get used. We saw Abraham's faith get used. We saw Noah's faith get used. We saw uh, Jacob's faith, it, um, Isaac's faith, and and Joseph and Joshua. Like all these people, Caleb's faith. All these people's faith is being used by God for His goodness and His glory. And we see Rahab, someone who would think there's no way God's going to use her there's no way she's not even a part of the nation of israel and she's also living in in sin and 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 away from and brokenness and all these things but then you see the little bit of faith that she had from from hearing about all that god was doing brings her into this space where now she helps god's plan come to fruition she saves the spies gets the spies back safely and then god's like i will protect you i will save you and then even uses her more in the line of of Jesus the coming savior. Um so while Rahab she's only really a part of of Joshua for 2 3 chapters um her name is is pre- present a couple other times in scripture. She's not this like broad character yet. I think her story is incredibly profound for us today.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And if we were to real quick just kind of go over some of her highlights, her Facebook thing. I mean, she would be like the first Gentile convert, um, you know, saved by faith. Uh, her faith led to action that mm. saved the mm. Israelites yeah. um, or and let them sure. conquer a whole city. So just adding to that incredible story yeah. of God's movement. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, she stood out in a Whole city of people mm. who were like trembling and couldn't figure out, like, okay, why are these people yeah. so successful? And she was able to realize, like, your God is legit. Legit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Like, way to stand up um, against kind of all odds and be able to. Pick out and acknowledge where God is moving and then commit your faith mm. to that. Yeah. Uh, and then get married and have a family and all that <laughs> stuff. So, not, lovely, happy ending. Um, but uh, yeah, Anson, thank you so much. And I am really looking forward to hearing about this on Sunday mm. just to see what the pastors are able to kind of pull out more yeah, uh, from Rayhow because yeah, we've got some really nice background, but uh, let you know tune in on Sunday so we can hear just kind of more about this with God life and uh, what else we can learn from this amazing story. Mm.
0: So Anson, thank you so much. We'll see you later. See you, Chris. Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Make sure to catch all our content on Sundays and during the week. See you next time.